Let's explore this idea a bit more. The Chedesh of the Kazari that Klayashal needed a physical entity to which they could experience Rechnis. Because, as we understand, the source of everything, the source of Shefa, the source of Parachat comes from Hashem. He sends it down to this world, but it goes through, like we've learned in this year and other a number of stages until it can come down to a level which can be experienced, which can be received by the physical world. And each stage down the line, so to speak, minimizes the level of the Kedusha or the intensity of the Kedusha until it becomes something that we can, we can experience, we can ex- absorb. And therefore, there will be steps along the way which whatever's coming down will go through, even within the framework of Yiddishkeit. For example, we know that Ruch Kodesh came from the Aaron Kodesh. That the Apostle says clearly when Hashem told Moshe to build the Krubim on top of the Aaron Kodesh, that Hashem shall speak to you from between Shnei Krubim. So there was a place through which Ruchnius was experienced. That was Aaron Kodesh. Uh, by extension, when the Vesel Inch was built, that was the Harabais. And the Nevi'im got the Nevo through the place called the Besamekdosh. So the idea that even in, we also understand that there's a, so to speak, a medium through which spirituality comes down to us, we also know that. That was the Aaron HaKodesh. It didn't come down without anything in this world, so to speak, to receive it. The Besamekdosh, and specifically the Aaron HaKodesh, was built as the vehicle to accept the spirituality, and through that it came to us. Even Moshe Rabbeinu, we got Nevo, so, we can ask the question, if that's the case, so what would what the Klai shall do which was so wrong? In not, not that they didn't, obviously there was a mistake over here, but in the concept, the fact is that, that even without going to Avodah that Avodah served the physical medium. That we're not going to do. Hashem tells us, don't make yourself any fire and image and don't serve it. So we're not going to serve something as a, as a medium. But the fact that there is a medium, there is something through which Ruchnius comes down to this world that we see in the Beit as well. And that's the case. What was the mistake of Eglazov? We're asking obviously much deeper level now. So let's see what the Kazar has to say about this. So he says, what they asked was, we're in the middle of a very long sif. What they asked, what you asked was for a nevad murgash, something that they could experience, that they could have kavana towards it. It didn't come to deny the fact that there was Hashem, who took him out of Mitzrayim. But what they wanted was, they wanted something to receive the Rishafa from Hashem that they could relate to. This is an interesting comparison. We know the story of the Arna Kodesh, which was captured in the time of Shmuel Novi, was captured by the Plishtim. And uh, the Plishtim were very exultant over the fact that they had captured the Arna Kodesh. They said they captured the Jewish God. Now, that didn't really mean that it was Hashem, obviously. Right? Elowat. The Arna Kodesh, like we said, was the medium through which Hashem came or related to Klai Yisrael. So even though they called it Elohim, what they meant was it was the medium Hashem used, so to speak, to connect to Klai Yisrael. And there is another interesting example. This is like we refer to Shemayim. We don't talk about something physical, but when we talk about something, so to speak, as an intermediary stage between us and Hashem, we talk about the Shemayim. For example, 
the first time I give a number of examples, we talk about Yer Shemayim. Right? Or I call Bidei Shemayim. Chutz me Yer Shemayim. Right? What's Bidei Shemayim? Shemayim is a physical thing. And what? Since we refer to Shemayim as something above us, or in between us and the Kodesh Baruch so we refer to it as the intermediary stage. So therefore, they looked at the Aaron HaKodesh also as an intermediary stage. It's a way for whatever Hashem wants to send to come down through that to us. And therefore, the Klai Yisrael thought they're building the Eagle, they were building that intermediary stage as well. So what is the mistake? V'chatasim ha'isa, v'tzira she'neser aleim. They made an image, and Hashem said, don't make any images. V'shiyichsu inyan elahi elmashe asu v'yadam. And that they ascribed, so to say, divinity, a koyach, which would connect to Hashem, but to something that they made themselves. And this is the important word, mibli mitzasarikim. Without being instructed to do that. Now, the armor for Hashem will pick up on this point also. And that is, the idea of making an eagle was similar in concept to the idea that HaKadosh Baruch was mitzavit of making kruvin. The reason why Hashem chose a kruv, so to speak, for HaKadosh, and Kaisha chose an eagle, that's already the number of unfortunate talk about, that when they saw, so to speak, the Gilei Shechina and Harsinai, they saw the Merkava. And as we, as we know, they saw their four sides to the Merkava, each one represented by a different, so to speak, uh, it looked like the shape of a different spe- being. The one was the king of the birds, which was the eagle. The other one is the king of the domestic animals, which is the shark. The third is the king of the wild animals, which is the area. And the fourth one is the king of, of all the blue, which is a human being. So the four sides of the Merkava were the four, so to speak, live, different categories of living beings in the world, if one wants to go to a high level, they represent the spiritual concept as well, for spheres. But the idea was that they saw this representation. And uh, for whatever reason, they understood that the one which would be the easiest for them to, so to speak, uh, use as a point for, as the intermediary between them and Hashem, was the Tnei Asha, which is why they made an eagle, which is basically Asha. Uh, with one Hashem chose to make the best of the was the Kruv, which is Tnei Odom, like, you know, the face of a person. But the mistake wasn't just that they chose the wrong one. The mistake was that Hashem didn't prescribe that. And this is something which uh, the Ramban also explains in the Kriyaka, and it's something which we need to understand and, and maybe elaborate on a little bit more. It doesn't that Hashem isn't here to serve. Like the Pazak says, Don't make an image of anything. And that's the Wa'ibah, that's what he agrees. This is the Wa'ibah, the of, of Lotasi Pesel. Don't make an image of something. But the image they were making wasn't meant to be an image of Hashem. We didn't have an image of Hashem. The image was meant to be an image of an intermediary which they could work with, to, so to speak, to receive from Hashem. Uh, now, they saw that it wasn't that necessary. They, saw, they thought that they weren't making a representation of Hashem, they made a representation of something else. But the Mazda, that's also awesome. Just like by extension, we know there's an Isser. To make, even today, to make the likeness of a human being. Like this Paschal de Malach, the Rambam, the Chinuch, the Ramban, they all bring down as one of the Yisurim Torah, is to make a statue of a person, even if it's not being served. It's also because you make a representation of something which has a, of Mishamish Bamaram, one of the four sides of the Merkava, it's also to do. Um, so that they were over. He's not denying that, but it wasn't coming to replace Hashem, it was coming to be something. Yeah, so how can we make the Kruvim? And the answer is there was a special tzivui. No, a special tzivui. 
And uh, on the Pasuk, that Rashi brings on the Pasuk, that if a person would make the Kruvim differently to the way that Hashem told him to make Kruvim, he'd be over in the same Avera. He's making an image of a, something which is and belongs to Shemaim, so to speak, and if that's the case, it would be the same Avera as the Egel Azov. It was not, it was, it, the only had to do it was in the way specified by Hashem, and different to that would already be in the same Yisra. And in Rashi's example, if a person would make the Kruvim out of silver instead of out of gold, so it be over this Yisra as well. Yeah. He says, besides that, Yezlem is Natsalus, there's another excuse for them, it wasn't unanimous in Klaishal that they wanted to do this. As we saw before, the amount of people involved in the Glazov was 3,000 out of 600,000. So it was less It was less than a, a tenth of a percent. Who explained that they were all Arab Rab. Those of Farshim who explained that 3,000 Jews died. And they don't talk about Arab Rab. So are we going to say that there was the error of and 3,000 Jews? Or it's two explanations of who the 3,000 were? That's not completely clear. But definitely the error of Rav were involved. And Hashem tells it to Moshe directly. He says, The people that you decided to bring on Mitzrayim were the ones who caused the problem. And it says that 3,000 people died. So were there some of them error of or all of them error of It's not quite clear in the Mephoshim, but definitely the error of Rav were involved in the in the Well, it's not the whole... Okay, so that's, a, that's our first point. Now, what's the next question is besides for the fact that there were those elements of Klai who made this mistake, right, the bigger question is Aaron Akoyen. Because as the Apostle says clearly, Aaron Akoyen was the one who built the Eglazov, and Moshe even blames him for that. He says, he says what, did you do to, what did these people do to you that you were martial them in such a big event? So what's the, what's the explanation of Aaron Akoyen? So he explains, the way to explain the Gedolim, meaning Aaron Akoyen, who was helped them build it, Chazal say that originally they went to Khur. And when Khur refused to build it for them, they killed him. And that was considered a serious affair for them. Because that was a certain an act of rebellion. More than just what they wanted to do, they were prepared to kill one of their leaders in order to do it. So it made a much more common. So, like Rashi says, that Aaron saw Chur get killed for trying to stand up to the people who wanted to worship the Egel. They weren't rebelling against Hashem talking about Mitzrayim. Like I said before, it was uh, against one of the mitzvahs which was not to create an image. Hashem said, do make an image. And they did make an image. And they should have waited. Not to make them something which they would then lead them to follow the eagle. And what did they do? They built a Mizbech in front of it, they brought Kabbalahs to it. So that was, so again, he has coming back to Anakon, he's going back to explain first that the mistake was to do what Hashem told him not to do in creating a Tzura. Where did it come from? The stargazers or the astrologers which were, came out with the Jewish people from Mitzrayim. Hashem told him not to do what Hashem told him not to do in creating a Tzura. 
and they thought what they were doing made sense. You know, it's based on how, how they understood the spiritual world, and like I said, the understanding of the Merkava, let's say. And so they thought what they were doing was something which is the right thing to do. He already gave this motion before the Kazari, and that is that even if there's a pharmacy, which has a lot of medications that can heal people, if a person doesn't know what he's doing, and he just dispenses medicine randomly to the people who come in, he's going to end up killing more people than he helps, because he doesn't understand what he's meant to do with it. And the Kazari used this martial himself before we saw at the beginning to explain that people who understood how the spiritual world worked but didn't have the Torah, what to do with it, would be doing the same thing. And therefore he said that the mistake of building the Egel came from people who understood that there was a Koyach. They understood that there was a way to use the Shar or the symbol of the Merkava as a way to bring down the Shefer to this world. But not being instructed how to do it, it was like dispensing medicine without being, knowing who to get what. And therefore they were using spiritual Koyachas which ended up being more destructive than they were helpful. And this is also alluded to in Chazal, when Chazal said the same thing, that there was that there were people who were involved in the building of the Egel who understood like how to bring down spiritual koyches. It wasn't just a random statue that they built. Well, okay. It's like that, Yisrael. And even though there was such a small group who were involved in the activity, so the Egel Azov, but Klaishu were all held guilty for it because none of them objected. And it's a tacky question, then why not? When it's such a small people, group of people, it's like, uh, why the Kaishal collectively stand up to them? Kaishal who were witness to it and didn't do anything, so that's why they were also held guilty for it. <coughs> okay, so then he, therefore he says, The idea of Kaishal wasn't to as a, escape from serving Hashem. They thought that they were finding a way to do the Avoida. Now, this first point, which is explained, and that is that it, it, they were looking for new approaches, so to speak, to, to to connect to Hashem. This is something we find a number of times in, in the history of Klai Israel. We even say, according to Kazari, a repetition of the same mistake. Right? And that is that using physical things as a way to serve Hashem is only allowed if Hashem told you to do it. If a person is doing something, even with un- whatever spiritual understanding he has, but not in a framework where he's mitzvah, then it becomes borderline of a desire. An example of this. An example of this is in the time of the second verse of Mikdash, Shimon Atzadik, as we know, had two sons. One was called Yechel and Khanya, and one was, and his two sons got into a fight with each other, and basically one of them ran away from Yushalayim, and he went to Alexandria in Egypt. And he built a replica of the Beis Hamikdash in Egypt. And exactly that, because he was very wealthy, or at least he was supported by a very wealthy group of people. And he started doing the Avodah in Mitzrayim. Now, that was clearly Avodah Hashem. He was serving Hashem, he was bringing Karbanas. They built the same Shulchan and Mizbeach, and they were repeating the same Avodah in Mitzrayim. Right? So, how would we look at that? This is uh, exactly the same thing. Avodah Karbanas in Yishanayim, Avodah Karbanas is they're doing in Alexandria. But the halacha is that Kainim, it's the last mission of Menachos, Kainim who had, who had been over the base Chanyoy, which means that was his name, Kainim had worked in the base of Mikdash of Chanyoy Mitzrayim, weren't allowed to do Avodah in the base of Mikdash. Similarly, when the Pasuk says, Achlo Yalu Kainim Abam Yisrael Beis Hashem, a Kainim who worked in the base of Avodah Zara wouldn't be allowed to do Avodah in the base of Mikdash. He had disqualified himself as a Kainim. 
even though it wasn't a Zara. It was clearly Avodah Hashem, so to speak. They were doing the bring the Korbanas that Torah tells us to bring. They were, they were doing Avodah Hashem, exactly like they were doing Mitzrayim. Right? So why was, it, why was this such a Chumrah? Because once again, this wasn't commanded. Hashem didn't tell you to build the best missionaries in Mitzrayim. It's exactly the opposite. Hashem's the only Yerushalayim and nowhere else. So besides the fact that there was Shkotei Chutz and there was a problem with the Korbanas they were bringing, but the essence fact that they built such a Besam Hidosh was similar in a way to a Besam Hidosh. It wasn't the intention, and they weren't bringing over the Hidosh. But it was to create a new, so to speak, base for, or kind of a Hidosh Hashem, or create new Kalim, or whatever it's going to be, which Hashem wasn't Metzaveh, would have the same effect. Would have the same effect. And uh, therefore, this was this was a repetition in kind of the same chait of the chait of the ego. And that is, even when a person intends, so to speak, to... And the intention behind what he's doing is to serve Hashem. But creating a, a, a medium, creating a way to do that, which is the way Hashem is mitzavah, that itself becomes a, a kind of a way to desire. In this, we know that in the first place of Mikdash, Shlomo Melech, that added a lot of things which went in the best of Mikdash of Moshe. For example, there were ten menorahs and ten shulchans, and he built another two kruvim. This is all more than there was in the Mishnah of Moshe. That's what the Gemara should tell us when the, about the first place of Mikdash, that Akol, Niyad Hashem, Allah Yisqa. Everything was Alpinavu. Because whatever Cheshbon and Shlomo might have had, you're not allowed to do that. You can't add Kalim. You can't add to the to Hashem wants the Mishnah of Mikdash to be. If he did it, then it was because the Navim who were alive at the time, who directed the construction of the first base of Mikdash, had to tell him what to do. The same thing in the second base of Mikdash. It's an amazing thing. Nebuah officially ended at the time of the Khurban of the first base of Mikdash. Nebuah officially ended at the time of the Khurban of the first base of Mikdash. Yirmiyahu Anav, he spoke about the Tishabab. when he cried in the Khurban of the first base of Mikdash, he was really crying about the loss of Nebuah. Because we know, Urvatumim, Shechina, Nebuah, were all things which got lost with the first Khurban. Aranakodesh. They didn't come back in the second base of Mikdash. And yet, there were a few in the beam who stayed alive long enough to be back in the time of the second base of Mikdash. Ezra was Malachi, Zechariah, whatever it was. The Hashem kept them a long, gave them a long life, that they were still alive in the, in the construction challenge of the second base of Mikdash. And they still had Nebuah. And then they died. Why was it necessary? Because it's partial. To build the base of Mikdash, you know, we tell you what to do. To build a base of Mikdash, you need a novi to tell you how to do it, because we can't do these things on our own. Just like, or to be repetition of Chayta Ego. Just like the Mishkan had to be instructed exactly how to make it. And the first base of Mikdash, the Navim at the time, told Shlomo, or David Amenachari, exactly how to make it. Shmuel Novi told David exactly how to make the base of Mikdash, like it was success. And sending the time second the base of Mikdash, they had to be in the Vim, you had to know exactly how to make it. So Hashem had to keep the Navim alive long enough. To build the first set, to oversee the construction of the second base of Middash, when it was built, and the Vim died. And that was the end of Nebuch. There was a discussion once, one second, there was a discussion once um, about whether today, if theoretically we had Harabais in our control, so why aren't we Mukhuyiv to build the base of Middash? So why aren't we Mukhuyiv to build the base of Middash? So some people like to say what the answer is because people are everyone's tummy. That's not such a good argument because you pass the tumah hutra b'tzibur. So, right, at least for avoidus atzibur, which people are mechuyev in, you pass the tumah hutra Right. So, what's the what's the stronger or better halachic reason uh, why we can't build the rest of mikdash? The answer is we don't know how to. We don't know how to. 
It's partial. The third, the third base is not going to be an exact replica of the second or the first base Mikdash. For example, there's ten prokim in the Navi Yecheskel who talks about how the third base is going to look, and it's different to anything either of the other two. And we don't know, we don't know exactly what he means. It's, if you learn the Navi Yecheskel, you'll see it's not that clear everything he's saying, and therefore we don't know what to do. Even if we had the wherewithal, even if we had the means, and even if we knew what we were doing, and we'd be much ever to work with Tumor because it's so much Rabbi Tzibur, the matter we, we we don't have the instruction exactly what to do. And if that's the case, we can't do it. Because... It's going to change. Well, Mashiach It'll be a Navi. Mashiach will definitely be a Navi. Elio Anavi will be a Navi. But it could also be, like the Gemara says in Sukkah, that the third best marriage will be Yair, Banu, Mashiach, and Menashe Ma'am, so you won't have to build it either. But either way around, whichever Tzadah Adal you want to say, it has to be built on the Because to build a best marriage, Shalal Pinavur, is a pretty negative result. We don't... When we're talking about mediums to bring back down spirituality to this world, we don't have a temerity to make them on our own. We need our Kaddish Baruch to tell us what to do, and that's going to be the medium which is going to be worked, which things are going to come to. That was Ba'atzim, the first part of it. Because the mistake of the Eglazov, they took the decision into their own hands. They decided on their own how they wanted to make this connection point, so to speak, to bring Ruchnius down. Like we said at the beginning in the last year, this came from, a, a, so to speak, a throwback to Avodah who Dafka had to make these points because they had to force, so to speak, on their own, draw down the Shefa. Revolution doesn't work like that. We don't have to force something to come to us. Hashem sends it. If that's the case, we have to let Him give us the way He's going to do it. Give us the instruction of what's going to be the interim or the intermediary through which Shefa is going to come down to this world. That's what I'm going to speak about today. Tomorrow we'll finish off the discussion of the Chavah and we'll talk about the explanation of how He explains the Aver of Arnachim.